Brent Griffiths and Paul Almeida with you. We're talking post-game. We're talking Canada. We're talking Germany. Hey, Paul, I don't know. Our very good friend, Peter Labardius, who yeah. does color on the Calgary Flames broadcasts. If Peter were here, I thought to myself, what would he say about a matchup like that? And I think it would have been like something like this. Can you believe what we just saw? Yeah, I think that that's uh, <laughs> 16 to 2 the final score team Canada absolutely oh, taking it to team Germany. I you know, you and I have been talking about this for the last couple of days based on everything Germany's gone through. Are you surprised? Yeah. Are you really surprised? No. We knew before the game started, 14 skaters, uh they still have, you know, a few guys that are on, you know, COVID uh quarantine. Yeah. They've got players that weren't able to come with the team. They're missing their top defenseman. Um, they're missing their top goalie. And they're missing one of their top forwards who didn't make the trip in Reichel. So you take away a, team's, a team that doesn't have a lot of high-caliber players in their country. Yeah. And then you go and you take away their top goaltender, their top defenseman, and one of their top forwards. Um, it's, they're going to have a tough time competing. And then to compound that, and you say, okay, you only have 14 healthy bodies, 14 healthy skaters, I should say. They have two goaltenders as well. But their goaltender didn't help them tonight right uh, off no. the bat. You and I were chatting before yeah. this matchup, and you know, obviously we were expecting a big Team Canada win, which we obviously saw. But we said, you know, often a goaltender will just play out of his mind against Team Canada. But tonight? Yeah, he struggled early. Uh, Arno... Tyson C is his name, and the one goal behind the net, you could just see just deflated him yeah. and the whole entire team when he went behind the net, flubbed the puck there. But you could tell those mistakes are because guys are fatigued. Those are those are mental mistakes, and then the team kept making those mental mistakes. And I think as well, if you remember early on in the game, there was that two-on-one with Stutzla and Paterka. Yes. And Stutzla came across, and, and Levi had the pad down and made a great save. Had Germany scored there, maybe... That, they that, hang on a little bit longer. I'm not saying that they would have won the game, but maybe they hang around a bit longer. That would have made it 3-2, if I'm not mistaken. And then it was all over by that point, but it was an absolute mess of a game. It's some, You know, something Craig Button said on one of the initial broadcasts on day one, on Christmas Day, talking about these teams, teams like this, teams that are trying no. to get into that upper level. And the only way they're going to do it is got to get their ass kicked like this. And you realize how oh, far yeah. you got to go to get there. And they're not going to get any better by not playing in this event, right? I know that you were talking oh, yeah, no, about... they need to. You were talking yep. about, well, should we have two Team Canadas in there? And my answer to that is an absolute 100% no. We take no, our best team... I don't believe you do. We take our best team over there, and if we beat people, great. If we lose, that's the way it is. We'll be better next year. But to take away a spot from a yep. Germany or a Slovakia or one of the teams that no. aren't that good... We're not growing the game of hockey by doing that. I, that's just my no. opinion. Yeah, we have you know tournaments within Canada where you have, have provincial teams or teams of different areas of Canada where guys get an opportunity. This is Team Canada. This is the national team. 
as soon as you start making two teams, then you're going to start having this dilemma. Do you make them even? Do you make team A and team B? Do you make a team West, a team East? Then you're going to have Quebec wants to have its own team opening up a huge can of worms. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I, I saw, and you posted it. You always post some great stuff online and I saw that one and Paul, no, absolutely not. I, I just, I'm not interested in that. I, you know, and also what do you do if it's Canada against Canada in the gold medal final? People say, oh, they watch well, that. Well, I don't know. It's not the same. It, it would be, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be more fun and watching on Canada. Yeah, that would be a smart play. I, it, to me, it's more fun watching Canada play another country than it is Canada playing Canada again for the gold medal. I don't know. Anyway, but but from my point of view, is ugly. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, as ugly as the sixteen to two debacle was today, I think it's important for Germany to kind of take. You know, Germany's got a lot of real good little positives going right now, and they'll continue. They do. They'll continue to grow. They'll get better. I don't think they're going to get worse. They may not get better in this event this year. Off of that, I think. I think the unfortunate thing for them is that they had a nice little group of quality players. Yeah. You know, with Stutzla, who is a unique player, you know, with the defenseman, with uh, the goaltender, with Reichel, you know, they had a, a good core a group of players that maybe could have made some noise and got them a couple of wins in this tournament. And then to be hit with COVID before they even get on the plane here and have to leave players behind. You know, uh, then you're going to, you know, then you have a problem where you get here and all of a sudden you're shorthanded. You don't even know if you're going to be in the tournament at that point because guys aren't back yet. And then like, okay, you guys are playing, but now we're playing with 14 players. Yeah, I know. 14 players at this level. You can't do it. And especially the first game, Stokes played 26 minutes. I know. It's pretty crazy. He played 26 minutes yesterday and he probably played over 20 minutes today, I didn't look at the final t- uh, time on ice that he had. That's a lot for a young kid to play. I don't care how good he is. Okay, well, at this point, doesn't make us, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense by talking about Germany. Let's now talk about Team Canada, who really had yep. it kind of going today. It's funny, earlier in the day, I got together with all my cousins uh, on a Zoom call, and it was great. And little did I know it was going to be a cousin's night after my cousin's afternoon, because Cousins was on fire at the World Juniors for Team Eagles, Canada three today. Three six points. Yeah, huge wow. point night for him. Um, you know, he's a quality player. That's all there is to it. He's one of Canada's leaders, one of Canada's top players, a guy that they're going to need against the top teams to play well and to produce if they're going to go anywhere. Yeah. So in a game like this, those guys, if they get their chances, they're going to bury it. I mean, that's the bottom line. And when you have a team that's tired, they're making mental mistakes, they're skating slow, you have a team that's hungry playing their first game in the tournament, they're going to come out hard and they're going to score goals. That's all there is to it. I thought Canada was a little sluggish coming out of the gate. Well, they were. Did you see the the replay they were showing? They were, couldn't, couldn't get on the ice for the warm-up because the Oilers' door kept shutting on them. Did you see that? Yes, I saw it. funny. Press but, the button, Matt. Yeah, that's right. Just press the button and uh, you'll get out. They were pretty good. They're trying to barge through and hold. it's like holding an elevator, you know, when the elevator's yeah, closing. That's right. I, I, I just got to go back quickly to what Craig Button was talking about, and it was talking about how the lesser teams, and and once you start watching for it, you see it all the time. They just create their own problems, right? Oh, you know, for they, sure. They'll be well controlled in their own end, and then one bad pass, 
And it's an absolute yep. crazy, uh, crazy circus in their own zone. A cluster. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, an S show. And so you started watching it by the time you get to the second and third period with Germany today, as much as Team Canada was yep. doing some great stuff, a lot of it was created by Germany. So I, I'm always a little leery to put too much stock in what I saw out of Team Canada today. They just took advantage of a team that was tired, undermanned, and made mistake after mistake. And also a goaltender that just couldn't stop a beach ball by the time we got to the third period because you're so deflated. And so, the good thing is that they're starting with the weaker teams. They're going to build yeah. up with the stronger yeah. teams. What you don't want is this to be the last game before you go into the playoff round. Correct. Because then you go into the playoff round on a big high. You've probably made some bad decisions in the third period because you're up by so much. You're making little selfish plays or plays that you're not paying attention to normally. But in a big game, those little plays that you forget or that you don't make the right play on, that's the goal that kills you. So the nice thing is they got this game out of the way. They got Slovakia tomorrow. And then they build, uh, you know, onwards with stronger teams. Last year in the Czech Republic, they had the U.S. in game one, and it was pretty intense. And I thought that that was really a great way to come into the event. Now we've seen completely the opposite at the start of this event, and I'm just wondering if any bad habits develop. I, I don't think so. I think oh, yeah? I, do, you think, do you think so? I think it might be too early for that. But Oh, well, again, no, I think they, they developed today, but I think they have time to work on it as they play okay. stronger teams before the playoffs come. Like I say, I wouldn't want this to be the last game before you go into a playoff game. But if it's your first game, you get it out of the way. Slovakia should be a stronger test. Finland should be a stronger test. Switzerland should be a stronger test. And then you go into the playoff round against what should be a decent hockey team from the other side. Cause the other pool is pretty strong. Oh, You're yeah. going to face a good team. So you have to be ready and uh, you have to finish first. If you want to avoid playing Sweden or Russia or the United States, you're probably going to play the Czech Republic who today against Sweden got shellacked seven to one. I thought the Czechs were good in the first period, but then Sweden just, after they got that second goal, they just kept piling it on. Yeah. Let's, but, you uh, know, for Canada, they just got to get back on track against these teams and, and really get prepared for the playoff round because that's where it all matters anyway. You brought it up. Let's talk about the other teams that we saw in action today earlier. We're mm-hmm. not going to be able to talk about the U.S.-Austria. That's coming up later tonight. People may have heard this or maybe downloading this on Sunday morning. I'm not really sure, but we obviously can't talk about that one. Let's talk about... Russia beating the U.S. 5-3. to three. Your thoughts yeah. on that game? Well, I, again, I thought it was a decent game, but, you know, the, the American goalie, Knight, he, he had a really tough time. And the Russians, I thought the Russians were bigger than the United States. And I think that was a factor. I mean, they won a lot of the battles against the boards. And the Russians really took some really inexplicable, like you were saying, turnovers. Yeah, at blue lines and at center, and the Russians just outpowered the American guys, took the puck in and scored. And uh, the USA came on later and again, but I think the Russians took a little bit of the foot off the gas. But uh, you have, both teams have some firepower. There's no doubt about it. The only, one thing I do say is that Russia in their back pocket has Askarov the goaltender. Yes. Right now, I don't know who's going to be the USA's number one goaltender. One of the things I always have loved about this event is watching teams dominate in a game and then all of a sudden one little play or one little bad thing happens and they go completely into the crapper for about five or ten minutes Mm -hmm. and it can close up really tight 
I thought Russia was all over the Americans for the most part, but in the third period, you suggested they took their gas, their foot off the gas pedal. I think there were a couple of bad shifts for the the Russians, and the Americans oh, yeah. got a goal, got some confidence, and then from that point on, it was all it was the Russians just hanging on, which is yep. you can yep. never really turn a game. Well, you could have turned this one off <laughs> in the second period with Canada today, but for the most part, if a team is down by even three or four goals and they get a goal at a, at a really good time or a really good spot, they can come back in that game easy. Brynn, we just have to look back to the tournament, to the tournament last year in Czech Republic. Yes. The game Canada against Russia, the first game, that momentum started going the wrong way and Russia just laid a beating on them. Right. And then if you remember in the final, Russia was in the lead till the third, halfway through the third period or, or close to halfway through the third period. And then the momentum shifted the other way towards Canada and the Russians were backpedaling the rest of the game. So momentum at the junior age level is huge because the young guys, they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to, how, how to calm the game down. Yeah. They just want to go gangbusters and change the momentum right away instead of trying to control what they're doing first, settle down, and then try to get momentum back. I've always felt, too, at this event that coaches, there's that want and that need, that tendency by coaches to want to hang on to that timeout until the last minute. So you can get your strategy yep. together and everything. And so often mm-hmm. at this event, I think sometimes coaches should be calling that timeout in the early part of the third period when they start to see the absolutely the little uh, tailspin coming, or the you know we put we got to find a way to pull up yep. on the stick here because the plane's going down, uh, crash and burn on the way. But uh, oh, I, even in the first period, Brent. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're down two, three, nothing early in the first period, you got to just one of these. You got to do something to change that right away because you know the other team's on a high. Your guys are like, I don't want to make the next mistake because it looks like it's going bad for us. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think coaches, uh, you know, always want that in their back pocket at the end. Well, you might not need it at the end if you don't change stuff early. At 4-1 tonight in the Canada-Germany game might have been a good time for the German coaching staff to call a timeout. I don't think it would have changed much, but you know what? You could have just settled the guys down a little bit because it, it just never came back for them. But I felt that way with the Russia-U.S. game. I think the Russians at the midway point, not to be too harsh on Igor Larionov, who is the professor for a reason, but I just uh, I felt that game was closer than it really could have been. And I just think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm with you on the netminder. The uh, the other one, too, Sweden beating the Czech Republic 7-1. to Edmonton Oilers fans have got to be thrilled by one thing in that game. Oh. He Broker. didn't play much in that third period. Nope. He didn't play much in that third period because he didn't need to. But not only offensively, but defensively, he's a beast. That guy can skate. He's big. He's strong. Uh, can't take give him the puck a year off or two. Him. You just can't take the puck yeah, off him. him. Well, give him a year or two to put some weight on, Bryn. Yeah. If that guy comes in, you know, at over 200 pounds, like 210, 215, with those wheels, um, I think the order's got something there. If he can maintain those wheels by putting on a little bit of weight, too. That's another thing That's- that... We've seen a lot of players come back to the NHL a year or two later with more weight or more muscle mass, and they've lost a little bit of yeah. their agility or their skating. So anyway, that's kind of what happened today. Anything you want to talk about? Anything more on that Swedish game? No, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a it was a good game. Like I say, the Czechs I thought were playing well, and then the wheels just fell off. Yeah, that's and they got those three goals in the second period, and that was that. The game was over, you know, and then. Uh, the third period, it got a little silly. The Czechs tried to take some runs at guys and got themselves in a little bit more trouble. But um, Sweden continues their streak, man. You yeah. know, 53 straight games without a loss in the round robin. 
lot of people don't think it means very much because they only won one medal in that time. But hey, you win who you play. And, you know, finishing first in your division gets you an easier first round game. I mean, a lot of, just because they didn't win the gold medal all the time, it still gets you in the final four. And if you're in the final four, you got a chance. The other thing, too, we talk about how important the power play is all the time, but that shorthanded goal in that game with uh, Sweden and the Czech Republic today really did oh, turn yeah. it. They just never, the Czech Republic never really got back on track after that. I That's what, how, that was my take on it. Oh, yeah, I agree. That broke their back. Yep. So, but again, that goes back to what we were talking about with the momentum, Brent. Yeah. You know, you ha- you're on a power play. You think, okay, good things are happening. We're going to get a chance to get ahead here. And then all of a sudden it goes the other way and the other team scores. And then you're, you're looking up and it, and if, I don't know if you saw the look on the guy on the bench, but it popped over his stick on the blue line. Yeah. And the Swedish guy picked it up, went in and scored. And then, you know, the guy goes onto the bench all deflated and that spreads to the team. They're like, oh my God, now what happened? That would be a great conversation uh, with uh, maybe some of the better coaching minds about taking those timeouts, especially with the junior kids, to just kind of calm things down a little bit. Because mm-hmm. I just I, I'm with I'm with you watching their bench. I went that might have killed them here, you know. And uh, yeah, deflated them totally. I, I don't know, but anyway, let's uh, let's look ahead to tomorrow because we've got Canada and Slovakia to four o'clock start Mountain Time, and uh, that's a pretty young team that the Slovaks have. But you know today. Uh, I don't, I don't really know, uh, where, where to go with, uh, how they performed in their first game, but do you want to start there? Well, the first game, they, they beat Switzerland one, nothing. Yeah. And for them, that's a huge win. You know, got a huge goal there's no pressure save on those teams. Huge save on the last Oh, minute that was too. unbelievable. That was unbelievable. You know, the, the Simon Lepkotsky is his name. He had a 28 save shutout, but that glove save, that might be the save of the tournament. On day one. In the first game. Yeah. Game one. And uh, Roman Faith got their one goal. So you got to have faith. And, uh, you know, the one thing that Slovakia has, I mean, they were on that flight with uh, the Germans, I believe, and the, and the Czechs. They've had no COVID cases. So for them, at least they've got that going for them. Uh, Slovakia's actually had a very aggressive testing program. I don't know if you know about this, Bryn, but their government has sent it out to test everybody in the country. Wow. And they've been very, very high on testing. And I, I watched a, a, a podcast uh, about uh, Slovakia and their testing program. And it was quite impressive. So it doesn't surprise me that they don't have any cases. And, uh, you know, as for the team, yeah. I, there's no pressure on them like we talked about. There, there's no relegation this year. But, you know, they want to do well against the Germans and against the Swiss. So they got that one win in the bank. So for these countries, they want to play in that quarterfinal. That's the key for them to get that fourth spot. Yeah. So by beating the Swiss, they got a, uh, you know, a leg up on the Swiss. The big game for them is going to be against Germany. If they can beat Germany, they're probably going to be in the fourth spot or third spot on them. And then that's all that they want. But it's a very young team. And, uh, you know, the guys that uh, uh, we should be looking for, Samuel Knazko, a third-round draft pick of the Columbus Blue, Jacks, Blue Jackets on defense. And then a name from the past, Bryn, uh, Rayan Petrovicki. His dad is Robert Petrovicki, if you remember, played I for do. the Hartford Whalers. Yeah. And Robert's the coach. Now, I noticed that his son wasn't in the lineup in the first game, so I don't know if he was injured or if he was a scratch, but uh, he was supposed to be a key player for the team. 
the big one for me is Tampa Bay drafted a player by the name of Maxim uh, Kakovich. Yeah, and he was left off the team. What was the the reason on that was kind of vague. Well, they put it out that it was a gross violation of sport and human values. Like, what is that? So, well, rumor is that they left him off the team because he was running guys in practice. Oh, okay. And so maybe they warned him against it and he kept doing it. And uh, so they they left him off the team. So we're, you know, it's up to us to speculate. But that's the reason that's been given was that he was probably being too aggressive with some of the kids. Again, it's a young hockey team. Maybe he was taking some liberties with some guys. You know how it is if you're not being a leader when you're supposed to be in a leader position. Yeah. And instead you're using, you know, your seniority to get on guys and maybe to physically intimidate them rather than making them part of the team. Who knows? Why not Why not just save that the, for your first matchup or your second matchup, right? Don't waste <laughs> exactly. it on your guys. Uh, exactly. Also, uh, forward uh, Los Angeles picked up in the fifth round that uh, a lot of people like playing out of Kingston. Is another guy to keep yeah. in mind. Martin Kromiak, he played in Kingston this year. He's a point-per-game player, so he should provide some offense for them, but they don't have a lot of offense. Yeah. You know, with the Tampa Bay's uh, Kromiak, uh, uh, Kakovic, sorry, left back home. He was supposed to be a big part of the hockey team. But what they do have is they have two very good young players. They have a 221 draft pick, uh, Oleksiy Mikluka, who is of Ukrainian descent. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Peter Bonder was a Slovak player of Ukrainian descent. He was actually born in Luck, Ukraine, if you remember. Yep. And uh, so yeah, he's supposed to be a very highly talented player. And then they actually have a guy who's not going to be eligible till the 2022 draft. He's 16 years old. And, and but, his name and, is and, Yuri. And give his height and his weight when once you give him his name, because that's the thing they call. His name my is eye. Yuri Slat- Slatovsky. He's. 16 years old. Yes. He's six foot four, 218 pounds at 16 years of age. So I think groceries in that family are probably, uh, you know, going quick. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm looking forward to see that kid six, four, two eighteen, And he's a forward and he's supposed to be pretty good. So, you know, in the draft two years from now, if you're looking for a Coke machine, that's the guy. Hey, Jeff, before we kind of wrap things up, there were uh, there were some things that kind of caught my eye today. One, I thought Brett Kessel did a great job on the Canadian National Anthem, and all he's yes. been doing is taking heat on Twitter today from people saying, why would you fool around with the anthem like that by putting French into the middle? And I, he addressed it beautifully. Well, he, said, he addressed it beautifully by saying, well, that's when you're singing English and French and you're singing from an English location, that's how you do it. You put the French in the middle. If it's the other way yep. around, you traditionally it's done uh, the same way, but you just reverse the French and the Switch. English. Yeah, I thought he did a great job on it. I can't believe people are dumping I all over. That was fine, right? I thought it was fine. At least his microphone was working this time. His mic was working, and I assume he's part of the bubble. Uh, I'm not sure how they handle that, but uh, I I do know that I was at the uh, Edmonton Oilers playoff game where his microphone crapped out. Yes, I remember that. And it was a, it was, it was quite a very uh, special night. But he didn't have to worry about that in this game today. And I don't know, like I said, there's always going to be the unusual things uh, that oh, we're yeah. going to see. And I, I just, uh, I, no, I thought he did a good job, and I like him. I like Brett Kissel as well. I think he's been very good for uh, Edmonton and the Oilers. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. Is there anything else we've missed? Well, you talked about something. Uh, 
not running up the score, Bryn, was one of the things you were going to talk about. Yeah, let's uh, let's touch on that. And this is one of those ones where I think you you I don't like it when teams let up off the gas. I like it when you keep playing, especially in some tiebreaker situations. Goals for and against are important. However, I think that uh, this is a little different because there's no fans in the seats. But if there were right. Canadian fans in those seats, those Canadian fans paid for 60 minutes. If Germany gave up after 20 minutes, well, that's that's a German issue. But I would expect Team Canada to perform, for me, if I was paying the money, I'm, I'm looking for a full 60 out of the boys. It's I don't know if it's entertaining. Do you think that football running up the score and hockey running up the score for me is just a little bit different? I, I, I you know, there's, there's times that I like seeing teams going for touchdowns and field goals. There's times when I like it when they just run the ball. It's easier to let off the gas, I think, in football. I think it's more dangerous with hockey. Yep. I think guys get hurt. But I, I think... Well, that, the other side of it too, Bryn, is a lot of guys get ice time that normally don't get ice time. Yeah. And they're trying to earn a spot. And they're trying to earn their keep. So they want to play well. They don't want to just go out there and, and figure skate. They want yep. to go out and contribute. I think at the end of the day, it's up to the other team, the opponent, to slow it down and stop it. Stop the bleeding. I, I think yep. if you're asking Team Canada to lay off the brakes or pull back on the reins, I, I, I'm not a fan of that, but that's just me. Everybody's got a different take. Or a no, different the game is the game. It. Yep. Exactly. There's two different viewpoints. One, if you're in the game, Bryn, the game is the game. You're going to try your hardest. Okay. But I've been there as a, a general manager, and I've been on both sides of a score like that. Yeah. And for me, either way, I feel embarrassed, and either way, that clock can't go fast enough. You're but absolutely right. As a player, I totally, as a player and a coach in the game, I totally understand it. You want to give your maximum. You want to do your best. You're always coaching to win. You're always playing to win. You're playing on that next shift to create, to get a goal, to be physical, to do what you have to do to earn nice time and be, uh, uh, you know, the player that your teammates expect you to be. But when you're sitting in the stands as a general manager, and I've been there. And you're losing twelve to one, or you're winning twelve to one. There's that thinking feeling in your stomach that's kind of like, let's just get out of here without anybody getting hurt, yeah. and you know, without anybody being embarrassed too who, much. Who's going to buy the first beer? That doesn't uh, it doesn't take effect for juniors, or does it? Anyway, uh, no, Paul, never. Paul, we got to tell a few people that the Canada Fans World Junior Tour podcast is powered by Azercan.net. Now, obviously, we're available on Facebook, uh, the website. Tell people about that and the podcast link, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, on the website right now, we have already information for Russia 2023 and Sweden 2024. Uh, what was the temperature there today, Bren, in uh, Novosibirsk? It uh, was a balmy high. That was the daytime high, I believe, of a minus <laughs> 39 when I checked in a few hours ago, and they were just past midnight there. It was minus 41 on its way, dropping down to minus 43. But there was a warming trend on the way for Monday. Their daytime Good. high was going to be minus 28. Well, that's bearable. Yeah. That's balmy. Yeah. If well, it ever Siberia. hits the teens, I'm wearing shorts. If it hits the teens, I'm wearing shorts. So Exactly. You know, don't worry. We'll have, we'll have a really good Azurkan scarf. For that tour. I, I, you know what? I never, when I first got my scarf from you, I went, I'm probably never going to use this. I used it every day. <laughs> I used it in the rink. I used it everywhere. Yeah. It was a valuable commodity as there far as go. I was concerned. All right. Are we ready to say goodbye? Yes. 
Okay. Boy, you have to think think about you after the next game tomorrow. Canada, Slovakia, four o'clock mountain time on Sunday, December 27th. Everybody have yourself a great day. Okay. Oh, hang on one more time. All right. Talk to you later.